We give you a very warm welcome once again to our online church service uh, this morning as we continue on with our sermon series where we were asking a question at the beginning of 2021, uh, simply how's your walk? And so we're, we're working our way through um, just uh, different passages in scripture uh, that help us understand what God wants to teach us and that when it comes to our walking. We know that throughout the Bible, walk means to follow a certain course of life and to conduct oneself in a certain way. It is a continued, consistent mode of behavior. The actual Hebrew word uh, for walk means to walk habitually. It was a consistent and a regular habit. It says the words are going to come before you. Have three passages of scripture that we're going to read, uh, that we're going to uh, come up before you on the screen. And we're going to read the three passages of scripture that mention a man called Enoch. And uh, Enoch is mentioned three times in scripture, but he really stands out because he was a man who walked with God. And uh, we first read of him in Genesis 5, uh, beginning at verse 21. Uh, and we see these words come before us. They say, Enoch lived 65 years and begot Methuselah. After he begot Methuselah, Enoch walked with God 300 years and had sons and daughters. So all the days of Enoch were 365 years. And he repeats it when he says, and Enoch walked with God and he was not for God took him. The first person mentioned in the Bible who walked with God was this man called Enoch. And he's mentioned in Hebrews 11 in the great chapter of the heroes of faith. Um, and we're going to read that verse as well to help us uh, this morning as well understand what God wants to say to us. By faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him before, but before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. And the final passage uh, is found in the book of Jude, which is just before Revelation. There was only one chapter to the book of Jude, but Enoch is mentioned in it. And each of the passages that we're reading this morning teaches something different, not just about Enoch, but about walking with God. So these verses say, now Enoch, the seventh from Adam, prophesied about these men also, saying, Behold, the Lord comes with 10,000 of his saints to execute judgment on all, to convict all who are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds, which they have committed in an ungodly way, and of all the harsh things which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. So in those three passages that Enoch is mentioned, he has something to teach us about our walk with God, because Enoch's walk with God was in his daily trust and this trust manifested itself uh, in the three passages that we read through his faith, uh, through his testimony and through his preaching. A quote that I found that really helps us this morning is this, that smart men walked on the moon, brave men walked on the ocean floor, but wise men walk with God. 
If we go back to the passage in Genesis 5, we see that it's actually the, uh, before we get to Enoch, that there's a genealogy. And a genealogy is really a list of ancestors, of descendants. It traces the line from Adam, the first man, uh, right up to just before Noah. And often they're interpreted as dull reading because uh, when you read them at the beginning of Matthew and in the book of Luke, we see the family line of Jesus. But they're there to teach us something. It tells us from Jude that we know that Enoch is a seventh descendant from Adam. But what's interesting about the passage in Genesis 5 before they get to Enoch is they mention a lot of people. And they mention really just three things about them. Uh, Simply they mention their name, how long they lived for, and then they died. And I thought to myself, there was nothing remarkable spoken of them. It simply says, uh, in verse 8, it says, uh, Seth lived a total of 912 years, and then he died. Enos uh, lived uh, 815 years, and then he died. It says, Kenan lived 70 years, uh, and then lived, sorry, he lived 840 years, and then he died. Until they get to this man called Enoch. And he said, all the other people, there was nothing remarkable mentioned of them, uh, nothing that they had done, nothing that stood out for an extraordinary life that they lived until we come to this man called Enoch who simply, uh, his statement of faith and his life uh, message was simply this, it was so powerful that it was mentioned twice, that it simply says he walked with God. But what did that mean at that time? How does that help us today uh, from the fifth chapter of the first book in the Bible? Well, the Old Testament simply reveals two expressions of walking with God. Uh, the first one is this, is that we would walk before God. Now this is simply as a soldier who'd been instructed. It suggests somebody who lives an upright life, a righteous life. It is used of the priestly tribe of Levi in Malachi too, because simply they were set aside because their walk was special. Their walk before God was special because they were the priests of God. So that's them walking before God. The second thing we see is in that they would walk after God is the other mention in the Old Testament of that expression. Uh, and we see this in Psalm 23, uh, when the David writes about the Lord being his shepherd, that he says, he leads me, he guides me, he is with me. So those are the two expressions in the Old Testament that we see of somebody who walks with God. Now, if we add that to the beginning as well, when we talked about somebody who walks with God by habit, we, we're beginning to see the picture that's opening up of how Enoch walked with God. G. Morgan, a famous preacher, said this. He says, walking with God means we are going in the same direction as God. And I thought that is a simplistic yet powerful statement that actually as we're walking with God, we are going in the same direction as God. That God is leading, and we spoke about this last week, that we, we follow as he guides and leads us. And this phrase, those four words, Enoch to walk with God, is so amazing that it's repeated twice. It's actually repeated twice because it's unique, it stands out. It stands out from all the rest and we simply find out uh, what the name was, how long they lived for and then they died. But we're told that he walked with God for 300 years. Now, we don't have all the time in, the, in this morning to try and explain the length of years that people lived before the, the flood, but it does teach us a lesson about how long he walked with God for. 
struggle often when we talk about the age that, that we may grow to, uh, grow old to, to 70 or 80, to walk with God. This man faithfully walked with God for 300 years. 300 years in the midst of a horribly corrupt world. Just imagine the intimate fellowship that he had with God for that length of time, for 300 years. He simply moves from one level of spiritual maturity to another, to another, to another, beyond anything we could possibly ever see in our life because no one lives that long. Uh, and so that's the sort of journey that, that Enoch was on uh, as he simply comes uh, to walk with God. You see, that we would live a life for God that when we depart, we would actually be remembered by more than our names, how long we live for and when we died. What a challenge for us as people. You know, last week we touched on walking in the spirit and we simply said that one of the purposes, the, the purpose, the reason for the spirit working in our life is to bring glory to God, is to bring glory to him in everything that he does in our life. Well, it, it's simply the same here. Uh, we see that, that, that Enoch, and this really sums him up, if you want to please God, live your life for the glory of God through your walking with God. That is the greatest reward. I think Enoch was the sort of person that he let God, in a sense, lead him and influence him and guide him in all areas of his life. That's what I think it means to walk with God. That's what probably pleased God so much. And, you know, God is this wonderful personal God, and I think Enoch discovered that. A lot of the time people think that when they speak of God, of a, a deity, in a sense, they think he's a distant, far-off God, but, but he's up close and personal living within us by his spirit and I think he not experienced some of that as he walked with God that simply through every circumstance and situation of his life he understood that's what it meant to walk with God but not only that he understood that this is what pleased God walking with him and he received his reward and as we see there it's the greatest reward to walk with God but we must understand the, the times that Enoch lived in because there were ungodly, wicked and corrupt yet in the midst of this generation that totally displeased God, it simply says Enoch pleased God tells us of the time that Enoch lived in in the passage that we read in Jude he simply uses the word ungodly four times just to reinforce the point of the time, uh, it was said to convict the ungodly the ungodly deeds the ungodly ways, the ungodly sinners you know, Enoch's walk was a different walk and that comes through in uh, so many of the uh, messages we've spoken so far that our walk has to be different. The church has to stand out. We're not called to blend in and hopefully make a difference because we're the same as the world. We're simply called to stand out. How do we stand out? Because our walk was different and I think that's what stood out for Enoch. It certainly stood out in that first passage in Genesis 5 when it simply mentions all those other names simply just a, in a sense nothing remarkable done when you think of the length of time that some of these people lived there's no mention of anything remarkable there's no mention of anything that stood out in their lives why because their walk wasn't different yet they come to this passage with Enoch and he simply repeats it twice because it's so unique standing out there he walked with God and his walk was a different walk not just because of his faith or his holy life but the words that he spoke 
You know, Enoch was the great grandfather of Noah, another man who walked with God. But Enoch had a son called Methuselah. Uh, and Methuselah's name simply means man of the spear or javelin, or, or this means when he is dead, it, it shall come. And it was simply a prophecy of the coming flood in Noah's day, that God wasn't going to bring the flood until Methuselah uh, had died. And the people had been warned, and Methuselah lived for 969 years. And every time somebody probably came across this man, they knew what his name meant. Simply, when he goes, judgment will come. Uh, and so God had extended and given him this long life, uh, him, Enoch's son. God let him live longer than anybody else grace was extended in the face of judgment and when he died the flood came always reminded of the verse in 2 Peter 3 verse 9 simply says the Lord is not slow in keeping his promise as some understand slowness instead he is patient with you not wanting anyone to perish but everyone to come to repentance and, you know, and I think at this time that one of the reasons that Enoch walked with God was not only in his daily trust of him, but his walk was different because he was a preacher of righteousness. It tells us that he was only seventh from the line of Adam. He would have known the story at the beginning. He would have known how Adam and Eve had sinned. And yet he, he understood that the, really what mankind was all about was coming back to God, to walk with God again. And so Enoch made it part of his life mission, I believe, to preach righteousness to the generation that simply wasn't listening, that wasn't going to take any notice. He even named his son uh, Methuselah that when I go, when I die judgment will come as a message to the world around him and they still didn't take any notice. Methuselah lived such a long life but it still didn't make any difference to the people who had simply decided that they were going to live their own way. And so we see where Enoch stands out in this walk, uh, by his faith, by his preaching, and the lessons that he teaches us today. You see, he also gets mentioned in the Heroes of Faith chapter in, in Hebrews chapter 11. You know, and the lessons here teach us that your faith is always represented by your actions, your works. Often people say, I have faith. Well, well that's good, that, that's, that's important to have faith. But your faith has to be demonstrated, not just by your works, not just by your actions, but has to be demonstrated by your walk with God. It's to, it, you, you can't say, I have faith. Well, how is it demonstrated? Well, well let, me, let me explain to you that we see in Hebrews chapter 11, the mention of the names. And we see as these names come up, they teach each and every one of us something. You know, when we mention the name of, uh, when we mention the name of Abel, we see that he teaches us something about sacrifice. Uh, that was was his faith when we mention the name of Noah uh, his faith was to do with obedience when we when we mention the name of Abraham his faith was demonstrated by his trust when we mention the name of Sarah uh, her faith was mentioned by her faithfulness and for Enoch his name is mentioned because it has to do with his walk with God you see our faith has to be demonstrated and our walk in a different way it doesn't matter whether 
whether it's believing God for healing, believing God for provision, uh, it doesn't matter what it is. It says it has to be demonstrated. It's why James says in James chapter 2, verse 14, that faith without works is dead. It's not enough just to say, I have faith. It has to be demonstrated by something. It has to be demonstrated by God doing something. It has to be demonstrated by your trust in God day by day. Uh, and you see, it has to be something that causes them to stand out. For all of these people, it was their walk that stood, the, sorry, it was something that stood out for them. But for Enoch, it was his walk was different. And how was his walk different? Well, we've touched on some of it by his faith uh, and by his preaching. And, and we see that, that in a sense, uh, as I shared a little bit earlier, that, that it was a personal thing with God. That, that Imagine that God was satisfied to be in his company, in his presence, in fellowship with him. You know, in our walk with God, it's not rushing through our devotional time every day. It's not squeezing it in so maybe we can go and do something else. It, it's not doing something last thing at night, maybe before we go to sleep when we're tired. It's giving something that pleases God. It's giving something that, that brings pleasure to him, the desire that we have to spend time with him. You see, God rewards the people who pursue holiness and righteousness because to seek a relationship with God is to walk in holiness, to walk in righteousness, to walk in purity. He says it's not enough just to say I walk with God because I go to church or I walk with God because I open my Bible a couple of times a week or I walk with God because I pray when I'm in trouble. Our walk is different because it establishes our relationship with God in a daily trust through everything that happens to you and me in all circumstances of life. You see, Enoch's life was not repeated like all the others. It doesn't say Enoch was born, he lived 365 years, and then he died. His life stands out because it says Enoch walked with God and it teaches us something so powerful today of our testimony, of our life. And I wonder for us the challenges we throw out because we're asking a question, how is your walk? Do you just want to be remembered for an unremarkable life? Do you just want to be remembered as somebody simply for your name, how long you live for, then you passed away from this earth? Yeah, this passage teaches us that God wants to do something remarkable in your life, not just to save us, but to use us as well, just to give us something that actually stands out. Imagine if the testimony of your life and my life at the end of our life was this, that he walked or she walked with God and that Please, God. His testimony was that he walked with God. Then he says he was no more because God took him away. Uh, and again, the time doesn't allow us, in a sense, to go into all the detail of that. But there are only, uh, only two people mentioned uh, in the Bible, in the Old Testament, that simply don't, don't, don't see death, in a sense. They, they don't die there. They're taken up to heaven. One is Elijah, and the second one is, uh, is Enoch. And, and Enoch here, it says that he walked with God and he was no more. Somebody explained it like this, and I thought it was a powerful he says Enoch walked with God every day and he kept walking with God. Imagine for 300 years, walked with God every day until there was a point 
in Enoch's life when God simply said, you know what, Enoch, you're closer to my home than to your home. And he just took him to his home. I think probably that's a great way to explain what happened to Enoch. That it doesn't tell us anything else in a sense, but it does tell us that not only did he have that fellowship and communion and relationship and walk with God upon this earth, but also at the end of his life, he was just simply taken away. He could have lived a lot longer because the people around them lived a lot longer than the 365 years that Enoch lived. But there was something that happened. God simply said, you're closer to my home now. You're closer to, you're in your walk with me. You're closer to this. And, and I thought, what a powerful statement for somebody's life. And you know, in Hebrews 6, it finishes and said, it speaks about this testimony that Enoch has, that he pleased God. Uh, and I thought about this, and I thought this is so true. It says, for Enoch, the difference between this testimony and a testimony was that his walk pleased God. That was his testimony. He pleased God. And I thought to myself, I thought, we've all got a testimony. Uh, and all our testimonies are powerful, where God has stepped in and saved us and given us a purpose in life and forgiven us uh, and given us something to do in his kingdom. But here, I think it's just very specific with, with Enoch. And, and just as a challenge for us, really, as we come towards the end, he said that this was his testimony. This was his story. This was what his life represented. He simply said that he pleased God. He, he pleased God. I thought, well, well three tremendous words there about our life. He says, often we think to ourselves that we, we can please God, you know, by our worship or, or by other things, our sacrifice. And all of those things are, are so important, but just as important is he not pleased God because he walked with God. And this is something that we all can do. It's something that we can all do day by day. You may be facing situations and circumstances in your life now, and there is no situation, no circumstance that God cannot walk you through today. There is nothing going on in your life that God is not bigger than that situation, that circumstance, that illness, that debt, that job insecurity, anything that's going on in your life. God this day is bigger than that. And do you know what pleases God? What pleases God is when we look at those circumstances and those situations and we put our trust in God. And that becomes our testimony. That becomes what we speak of, that we're simply saying, I know these are difficult situations. I know my health is suffering because I'm ill. I know that I'm not sure if I'm going to have a job in the next couple of weeks. In all of these situations, it says we please God by saying, God, in spite of all of that, says we continue to walk with you, put our trust in you day by day, and simply say, this is our testimony. We want to please God by walking with him through the difficulties that we are facing. You know, last week we, we spoke on walking in the spirit and how it brings glory to God. This week we are left simply that with this thought that a life lived well for God brings glory to him. That's what Enoch teaches us, teaches us to walk well with God. You know, I finished this morning, same as you finish every week, that the beginning to a walk with God is simply by accepting the Lord Jesus as your personal saviour. 
God loved you so much. He sent his son Jesus to the earth and he went to the cross for you and for me so that we would be forgiven. So we would know that all the sins and punishment that belong to us, he took on the cross with him 2,000 years ago. And the effect of that, the fruit of that, the result of that, the consequence of that, is that we can give our, not just our hearts, but our lives to God today so we can begin our walk with him because he desires a relationship with you. He desires that his son would be your saviour. He desires to be the Lord of your life and they will not regret choosing and making that decision to put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ and walk with him every day. You see, we come at the end and we say this and we give you this opportunity that if we can help you in any way, then please contact us through the Facebook page or any of our mobile numbers that you've got. Come and, you know, phone us, text us, or we will gladly talk to you and tell you more about this wonderful walk with God, about this wonderful Saviour that we've been singing about and worshipping this morning. We can help you. Please get in touch. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you for the example of Enoch that we read in your word. The Father, he teaches us, Father, even so many thousands of years later, how important it is uh, to walk with you as Enoch did. So important was his life that his message was repeated, that he walked with you. And Father, for us here, even uh, watching today, Father, Father, help that to be the testimony of our life, to please you, to walk with you through all the difficulties and challenges that each person may face. That God, it's not that we walk with you, but that you walk with us through them. And we thank you for that today. We pray for anybody watching today, God, that you would be the answer to their prayers today. God, you would meet their need, whether it be uh, health-wise, whether it be financially. Uh, Father, whatever need there is, we pray that you would meet that need. We thank you that you give us the opportunity to walk with you. In Jesus' name, amen.